Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the book of Ezra, really looking at the ninth chapter of the book of Ezra, in relationship to how to pray for a nation. Remember in Daniel chapter 9, Nehemiah chapter 9, Ezra chapter 9, we see examples of people praying on behalf of the people, on behalf of the nation. And in the previous episode, we looked at the the ninth verse, the ninth chapter. And I want to go back and start there, because the more I look at this, there's more, the more there is there. It says this. And remember that these are the uh, uh, the leaders crying out here before God. Okay, these are the ones that are sitting here. Lord, we've done these things. We've done these horrible things. And Ezra is leading them and praying before the Lord. And the main thing that really uh, had been brought to their attention was that they had intermarried. They had married outside of the seed, as the scripture said. And, uh, Ezra 9 2. And so they are confessing this. And Ezra is leading in this confession. He had humiliated himself <coughs> with his garments. He had tore his garments, uh, pulled some of his hair out, pulled some of the hair out of his beard. He, he sat appalled before them. And now he's bowed before them and he's cried out to the Lord. And he says in verse 9 For we are slaves. Yet in our bondage, our God has not forsaken us. So after going through all this and after literally manifesting by example the humiliation uh, that he felt because of what they had done in their sin, he's reminding the people and he's reminding God, Lord, even though we're in bondage okay, in our sins here, God has not forsaken us. He had extended love and kindness in the sight of the kings of Persia. Now remember they had been in bondage in Babylon for 70 years. Then the Medo-Persian Empire came in and conquered Babylon. And afterwards, the king of, of uh, Medo-Persian Empire released the people to go back. And that's what he's talking about. So the king of Persia has done this to give us reviving, to raise up the house of our God, to restore his ruins, and to give us a wall in Judah and Jerusalem. I really think this is very much a picture of what the body of Christ is experiencing today, Okay, that the Lord's doing the same thing, that he has given us an opportunity here. Okay, He's given us a chance to uh, be revived, to raise up the house of our God, to the restore the ruins of the house of God. Now, I'm not talking about the physical house. I'm not talking about buildings and things like that. I'm talking about the body of Christ being the body of Christ and the way that the Scripture reveals it. I'm talking about us being uh, the kingdom of God in the way that God wants. And then he said to restore these ruins and to give us a wall in Judah and Jerusalem to set us back on the ancient paths, okay, the way that we're supposed to be and realize that he is our protector. He is our wall. He's the one who watches over us. Now, verse 10 says this. Now, our God, what shall we say after this? <laughs> God, what can I say? 
what can I say? Because, you know, you haven't forsaken us. You've given us love. You've returned us back here to do all this. And yet we've gone ahead and forsaken your commandments. That's what he says. Now, our God, what shall we say after this? For we have forsaken your commandments. Verse 11, these commandments which you commanded by your servants, the prophets, saying, and here's what the commandment is. Here's the one that is the issue at the moment for them. And here's what the prophet said. The land which you are entering to possess is an unclean land with the uncleanness of the people of the lands, with their abominations, which have filled it from one end to the other, and with their impurity. Verse 12. So now, do not give your daughters to their sons, nor take their daughters to your sons, and never seek their peace or their prosperity, that you may be strong and eat the good things of the land and leave it as an inheritance to your sons forever. You see, there's actually a land promise that's going on here. There's a land covenant that we see throughout the scripture. The Lord said, I will grant this if you will do this. It was conditional. And the condition was, hey, don't buy in to the uncleanness of the land. He told them that when you go in this land, this land is unclean. You're going to go in and possess it. I'm going to give it to you. I'm giving you this land. You go in and you possess it, but it's an unclean land. So make sure that you stay away from the uncleanness of the people. They were supposed to annihilate the people, you know, eradicate the people, eradicate the uncleanness. They didn't. They did part of it, but not all of it. And they were warned and specifically not to give their daughters to the, to the sons of the Lamb and not to take the daughters of the land to the sons of the holy people. He says, don't do this. And then he says, don't seek their peace or their prosperity. In other words, don't cut deals with them. Don't cut peace treaties with them. Don't seek to help them prosper. And, and you know, we do that. We compromise with the world now. We seek to live as a part of the world rather than what the scripture says that we're in the world but not of the world. He says, don't seek their peace. Don't seek their prosperity. Don't buy into the world thing. Don't do this. Remain the separated people. And he says, be strong and eat the good things of the land. He says, the way to be strong and eat the good things of the land is not to seek the prosperity of the world or of that land or the peace of it. If you will do this, then you will leave an inheritance to your sons forever. The Lord says, I will grant you this land. It will be an inheritance to you and your posterity forever and ever. Guess what? They didn't do it. They didn't do it. And they actually wind up losing the land. They are partially back in the land today. <clears throat> but they compromised. At this time, they're going to repent. We'll see later on in this prayer and what happens in the ninth and tenth chapter. Uh, they do repent before the Lord. They do what's right, but they didn't follow through all the way with it. It is a word of warning for us as the body of Christ today. Ezra 9. Uh, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you in the next episode.